This is Honest Math Chat, and I'm Mona Eel of Mona Math. I'm a former math avoider turned math teacher cheerleader, and I'm going to get real honest with you about math classroom culture, engagement, math discussions, and all the student-centered instructional practices to help you empower your students to love and understand math deeply. So every Monday on Honest Math Chat, we're going to work together to make our classrooms places where students see themselves as mathematicians. But let's not wait. If you're ready to engage every learner and get them pumped about math, you've got to use math discussions. I welcome you to download the guide to engaging math discussions right now. Go to monamath.com slash discussions. You'll get all my best tips on how to guide on the side while getting every child meaningfully engaged in discussing their math thinking. You want your students to be mathematicians, just like you want your students to be writers and readers. So what does your classroom need to support those students in becoming mathematicians? On today's show, we're going to discuss three ways that your community can support your students in being courageous mathematicians. But before we get to that, I want to tell you that I'm giving away three VIP tickets to the Middle School Math Summit. So if you are a 6th, 7th, 8th grade, or pre-algebra teacher, go to my Instagram right now and find the post that says giveaway and go there and do what it says, which is just make a comment with what your goal is for next year. And then I'm going to select three people to get a VIP ticket to the Middle School Math Summit. If you want to attend the summit, it's totally free. So go to my Instagram and get in on that giveaway. Okay, but back to building that community that supports our students in being courageous mathematicians. As teachers, we don't want our students to just sit and get information. We want them to think, innovate, and create. And every day when we walk into our classroom, we feel the weight of the work we do. Am I right? We know we're teaching future doctors, scientists, activists, and teachers. We know that those little people in front of us need to learn way more than arithmetic and computation. We feel responsible for ensuring that every child in our classroom is supported in order to be successful. Are you with me? I know you are. And one of the biggest things that I want my mathematicians to be is courageous. I want them to be brave and bold, brave and bold enough to make mistakes, to take risks in their thinking. Because how does that saying go? No risk, no reward. We need our students to take big risks in order to be really great mathematicians. So let's get to it. Three ways that your math community can support courageous mathematicians. Number one, clear structures. Number two, mistakes. And number three, collaboration. Clear structures is number one. In a math class, clear structures could include procedures, norms, and high expectations. Procedures help students develop that sense of belonging. When students know what to do and how to act, they can be independent 
and feel at ease and confident. Seizures also help create a collective responsibility. When everyone in the classroom knows what is expected, the procedures to follow, then they can better help one another and they feel like they're contributing to the community. For example, if the procedure is to come in and grab your table's bin of binders and then get started on the warm-up, a student might grab their bin and decide to help their friends at the next table and grab that neighboring table's bin as well. Clear structures maximize students' learning time. They reduce the confusion and the chaos that happens when students don't know what to do. So in general, it just sets the tone for the classroom community. One where students are calm, confident, and contributing. Structures or procedures should be for literally everything that happens in your class. But a good place to start is thinking through the procedures for things like dismissal, absences, quieting the class, beginning your class. How will students seek help? How will they move in the classroom? When should they move? Where should they move? What will it look like and sound like when they move? What will they do with their materials? How will they get materials? Collaboration. And then think about procedures for sharing math thinking. All of those are things that you can think about now before you start the next school year. All right, number two is mistakes as opportunities to learn. Take a moment to reflect on mistakes that happen in your math class. What types of mistakes do your students make? When we approach mistakes, we know as teachers that it is part of the learning process to make mistakes. However, at times, we can feel that the mistakes are lazy or careless, that students make mistakes because they're being inattentive or sloppy. And it's common to fall into these types of thinking. I am completely guilty of this myself. But I urge you to shift your thinking about mistakes. Looking at mistakes as opportunities. Mistakes can show a student's determination, tenacity, curiosity, and wonder. Mistakes can show our students resourcefulness or their, even their willingness to ask for help and improve their reasoning. Let's help our students learn from their mistakes with dignity. Fern Hunt says, willingness to look bad, to be wrong, is very difficult. Things would have happened a lot faster if I had been more confident about that. It took a very, very long time, and I am definitely better than I was, but I still have resistance. You can't really make good things happen unless you make a certain number of mistakes, and you might as well go through them right away. So consider that quote and the idea that as soon as we get comfortable making mistakes, we can start making good things happen. So how will you help your students use their mistakes as opportunities to learn? Maybe you might start with adding in reflection or revisions on their work. Maybe after students have an opportunity to participate in a math discussion, you'll send them back to their seats to their work and have them revise it, maybe even in a different color or a colored pencil. 
All right, number three is foster collaboration. As we approach a new school year, we know we want our students to work together, to get along and learn from one another, all without telling each other the answers or wasting class time or distracting those around them. So how can we foster collaboration while also ensuring students continue to be productive and learn? Giving students different ways to work together is key. Starting with partners is the best way and then build up to small groups, right? Some norms I have to help foster collaboration in partners are we work with everyone. This is an important norm because I want students to know from the very first day of school that everyone, every person in this class will be your partner and you will work and you will work well with them. When this becomes the norm, students can expect it and they know exactly what's going to happen when it's time to get a partner. They don't have to be shocked or upset when they are randomly paired with a new person. And similar to that, but maybe a little different, is besties, I'm sorry, is buddies, not besties. Adding that onto this norm, we talk about how everyone is your learning buddy, not your bestie. I like to relate this to the real world and talk about how you'll have lots of partners in your job, in your volunteer opportunities, in your hobbies that are not your bestie, but they have things that they can contribute to the task at hand. I also talk to them about how things are way more fun if you just work well with the person. And being their buddy can be fun. And you might even have the opportunity to make a new friend. Of course, we pair that along with a lot of intentional SEL and character education around what it means to compromise and how to make a friend and how to use your voice when things aren't going the way that you need them to go, but also how to be flexible within a partnership. When starting to work with partners in order to foster that collaboration, we will always have to start with focusing on those routines and procedures, which was number one, right? And that includes like how we find a workspace with our partner, how to disagree, how to share the workload. Those are those intentional character building lessons that we can just work right into math without taking up a lot of time. One thing I know about SEL and character education is that it's best taught within the context of the learning. I know most of us have that separate time during our day that's like our SEL time or our character building time. But it's even more powerful when it's incorporated into the learning time. The other thing that I suggest you do when you're working to build collaboration among your students is to use turn-in talks a lot. That is the best way to get students comfortable being partners with everyone, being buddies, not besties, and learning how to talk and share their ideas with everyone in the class. And the other way that I foster collaboration is focusing on that I, this idea of being responsible for each other's understanding. This frames the reason why we do things in our classroom, like discussions 
and sharing our thinking and working collaboratively. Because it's our job to make sure everyone leaves our class a little bit smarter, a little bit farther along on their learning journey. So that, so because of that, every child will be asked to share their thinking. Sometimes their final thinking, sometimes their in-progress thinking. They'll be asked to respond to others' thinking. And every single person is a value, valued voice in our community. We need your perspective to fully understand this. We are better when we all together share our thinking. So I do this through aligning my classroom practices with these values. This is part of my math vision, and I make sure that my instructional practices align to this vision. For example, every day we do a math warm-up, and then we discuss it. Then we do word problem workshop where students solve independently, and then they share with their class. They share their thinking. They discuss others' thinking. All with the goal that by the end of the workshop, all students have one takeaway and are further along on understanding. So this is just part of how we build our community. And part of building our community is aligning our instructional practices to reinforce our math community. In fact, today is Monday, July 17th. And on July 19th, I am having a professional development, a virtual professional development called Growing Math Identity, which really focuses on how you can build your community and your math vision so that you can be guided by your math vision as you plan for the rest of your school year. I'd love for you to join us for this virtual PD. It's going to be about 60 minutes long. You will get a 24-page instructional resource packet that will give you all the things you need to make the five tips I'm going to share with you come to life in your classroom. And it's all for $17. You'll also get the replay so you can always go back and rewatch. If you are interested in that, you can go to monamath.com slash summerpd and sign up for that. Even if you're listening after July 19th, you'll be able to sign up and get the recording for $17 as well as the resource packet. I really hope to see you there as we all are working together on building stronger math communities to support our courageous mathematicians. Well, that was your dose of Honest Math Chat for today, friend. Thanks so much for listening. It would mean so much to me if you subscribed, shared this podcast with your friend, or leave a comment. If you have not downloaded my free guide that I made in response to the questions you have all about engaging your students in math discussions, go grab it, monamath.com discussions. And if you have other questions that I haven't answered, shoot me a DM on Instagram at hellomonamath. I can't wait to chat more with you next week. Remember, we're here every Monday. I'm always listening on my way to work. When do you listen? See you soon, friend.